I learned something at the early service, and that is to not sit on the first step. It's really low, so I sit on the second step this time. Um, our, we're going to be talking about faithfulness in frightening times, and they certainly have helped us think about the things that are frightening and scary to us. Our text is from Luke chapter 21, verses 5 through 19. Would you stand with me as we hear these words of Scripture? When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said, As for these things that you, say, you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. They asked him, Teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? And he said, Beware that you are not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he, and the time is near. Do not go after them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes and in various places, famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. But before all this occurs, they will arrest you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and prisons. And you will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. This will give you an opportunity to testify. So make up your minds not to prepare your defense in advance, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers, by relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance you will gain your souls. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Life can be scary, and life can bring frightening things into our life. Just this week, I was uh, found myself sitting at a, a table with a young couple who had a young son. I think uh, they said he was six years old. And they were telling the story, and the mother was very, very funny, and she had me laughing so hard. She was talking about the time they went to an amusement park, and their son wanted to ride the roller coaster, the big roller coaster. That's all he talked about. When they got there, they looked at it, and they thought, I don't know, this might not be a good idea, but that little boy wanted to ride the roller coaster, and he talked them into it. And they said, well, okay, he wants to go. He must not be afraid. So they got on the roller coaster, and the child was traumatized by the, he was so horrified and afraid and frightened on this roller coaster. And she says, I'll never forget that look he gave me at the end of the ride, like, I can't believe you did this to me. <laughs> and the dad was kind of shaking his head. He says, yes, he didn't look at us the same for a week. Always like, I'm not sure I can trust you anymore for putting me on that roller coaster. And it made me remember my childhood and 
it was quite the opposite for me, and I told them and made them feel a little bit better. I said it was opposite in my house. My dad wanted to ride the roller coaster, but he couldn't say he wanted to ride the roller coaster because that would seem foolish and childish, so he would say, Barry's going to ride the roller coaster. That's why I have to ride it. And we would go to the fair or we'd go to Six Flags, and he'd find the scary rides, and he'd say, hey, you want to ride this? I'd go, I don't know, Daddy. And he'd say, come on, it looks like fun. I don't know, Daddy, it looks scary. Oh, don't be a baby, it's not that scary. Let's ride this ride. Well, I don't know, Daddy, what if I'm not tall enough? Will you be tall enough? Let's go, let's ride this ride. And I have these wonderful memories from my earliest days of being on these big, horrifying, fast rides with my father. And it's such a great memory because when I look back on it, I realize that I was never afraid because I was with my daddy. And nothing could happen to me when I was with my daddy. As I got older, I began to realize I wish it was that simple now. I wish it was that simple now when things are frightening and things are scary. You're probably thinking of your own frightening times. Maybe sharks and all that other stuff they were talking about. Maybe new jobs, a move to a new city, a new school. Maybe finding yourself without a job in the middle of life. Heartache over a child. Bad news from the doctor. Our lives are filled from time to time with frightening things. And these frightening times, they try us. They, they try our, our emotional state and our physical state our mental state, and especially our spiritual being, don't they? It's hard to go through frightening times, but such is life, such is the human condition. No matter what our lives look like on the outside to someone else, we can be sure everyone has faced their own frightening times and probably will again. So the question for disciples is not, are there going to be frightening times or how do I get out of frightening times? The question for disciples is how do we live in frightening times? How do we face hard times? What do we do in those moments that are so difficult for us? Well, that question is the same for the first disciples in our text long ago. They knew frightening times. They lived under the oppression of Rome and the crushing burden of poverty. These who had decided to follow Jesus had the added burden of being misunderstood and often ostracized by their own people, by their own families, by their communities, by their synagogue. They knew what it was to live in frightening times times. Their world was like ours. It was uncertain. It was violent. It was filled with natural disasters and inequity and in, injustice. But they had a refuge. They'd always had a refuge. And the refuge was called the temple. 
this huge, magnificent stone building that represented to them their very identity, that represented to them the very presence of God. That was their refuge in frightening times. And they're there outside the temple, perhaps in the courtyard, looking up at the building and talking about how magnificent it is and how it could endure anything. And Jesus says, I tell you, there's coming a day when not one of these stones will be left upon the other. Jesus is pointing them to think about the most frightening time they could imagine. No temple? That means it's the end. That means you've come back, Jesus, to establish the new kingdom on earth. So tell us, what will be the signs? What will be the secrets that will get us out of this? That will get us around what's coming? Jesus tells them something very simple. Do not go after those false prophets who will come and tell you they know. Isn't that interesting? In our world and in that world, people would fall victim to these false prophets. Those who would tell them what they want to hear or tell them they know the secret that will spare them frightening times in their life. They come up with elaborate fictions about what signs mean. They can create enemies to make us feel good about our fear. Jesus says as plainly as Jesus ever said anything, do not go after them. Don't listen to them. People who prey on other people's fear People who exploit other people's fear are never going to point us in the way of God. In contrast to those false prophets, Jesus spoke the truth about frightening times in this passage. Jesus was the truth, the way and the truth and the life. And Jesus says to this group of disciples, Frightening times, hard times, adversity, they just are. They are going to be in your life. They are always going to be. That's just the human condition. That's the way life is. And Jesus says, don't spend your time trying to figure out if they hold some coded message or secret answer to how to avoid frightening times. Jesus says spend your energy to look at those times in your life and see that they're a sign to you that now is the time to be faithful to God. Now, not the future, now is the time to be true to the Jesus way. When times are the hardest, when life is the most frightening. Now is the time to be faithful. Then Jesus tells them something that they don't want to hear. That is that the gospel he preached, the faith that he taught and preached, 
does not give a way out of frightening times. What it does is give us the spiritual resource to go through frightening times, to walk through those days and come out on the other side. Jesus told those disciples, hey, it's going to get hard for you. You talk about frightening times. You're going to be taken before kings and governors. Your family's going to betray you. People are going to hate you because you follow me. Some of you are even going to be put to death, Jesus says. Talk about frightening times. They can't be any more frightening than that. But he says, by your endurance, you will gain your soul. You will prove your soul. You'll know who you are the way God already knows who you are. Not what the disciples wanted to hear, but the truth they needed to hear about the nature of life and the way disciples live in frightening times. Ernest Hemingway wrote, The world breaks everyone, and afterward, some are strong at the broken places. The world breaks everyone, and afterwards, some are strong at the broken places. When we face our frightening times with faith, God works in us to make us strong at the broken places. God makes us strong in those places that we most think we are weak and broken. And God works in us and turns our life into one of those lives that changes other people's lives. God changes our life into the kind of life that God can use to change the world. You're probably thinking of someone now that fits that role in your own life. Jesus is speaking specifically to these disciples about frightening times that come because they followed him. When I read this text, my mind went back to a man named Rich. I was a young pastor many years ago and met this man. He was a, an outstanding person, a hard worker. He'd worked for this company for 20-something years and built himself a great career there. He climbed the ladder, was at the top. Then one day he discovered that those who owned the company had started doing some things that were unethical and illegal. And as a Christian, he couldn't deal with that. He couldn't turn a blind eye to that. And it cost him his job. He had a wife, a big house, full of big growing boys, all that goes with it. I cannot imagine a more frightening thing to happen to that man than that. And yet he faced that frightening time with faithfulness. He stayed true to who he was. He started over and built himself a career in a totally different field. Started by himself, one person, and got his life back. Provided all that he wanted to provide for his family. Did all those things. His life 
inspired and influenced a young pastor so much that to this day he still forms who I am. He faced frightening times with faithfulness and God made him strong at the broken places. Frightening times are a given, Jesus says. The faithfulness is our choice. It's our response to a God who will never forsake us and never leave us, who is always with us even in the most frightening of times. I don't know any disciple that's ever written more beautifully about that wonderful hope and that wonderful truth than St. John of the Cross. He wrote in Spain in the 16th century. I like to think he was reading this text when he wrote this poem. And I saw the river over which every soul must pass to reach the kingdom of heaven. And the name of the river is suffering. And I saw a boat which carries souls across the river. And the name of the boat is love. How can we possibly be faithful during the most difficult, frightening times of our life? By trusting in the love of a God who will never leave us and never forsake us. The one who works in all times, not just the good. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.